Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Help me welcome tonight, John Ramirez. John Ramirez, how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm good, my brother. Bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you, your precious family, your awesome ministry. I'm so proud of you, my brother, that you are doing the work of the Lord. You know, one thing I, I've learned from people, I've learned that a lot of people talk about the devil, but very few like yourself confront the enemy. Amen? Because, you know, we can talk about the devil all day long, but if you don't confront the enemy and put him in his place and let him know that Jesus Christ is Lord and you have the arsenals of heaven, then when the enemy would just laugh, he would, he would just laugh and mock us as the church. Amen? So thank God for your ministry, one year anniversary, and a thousand more years to come. Amen? Come on. I love it. I love it. I think there might be something if you want to move the mic around. It's coming through a little bit. You could try to see. But I'm so excited to have you on tonight. There you go. I think you just fixed it. You know, you right, and you yeah. might want to just, yeah, you might want to turn me down just a tad too. I can hear myself just maybe one notch. But, you know, I'm so excited to have you on. You are a general. You're a leader. If you guys don't know, I'm going to have him share. Oh, we, there we go. We just lost the video here. Let's see. Yeah, no worries. No worries. We'll get it fixed up here. We'll get it all fixed up. Don't worry, guys. But, you know, John Ramirez, there we go. Yeah, we're good. He's a general in God's army. And some of you I know are new here tonight. 3,400 of you. I know a lot of you are new. God literally snatched him out of the devil's kingdom. He has a crazy testimony, was an ex-Satanist, ex-Satanic priest, was doing sacrifices and ceremonies, and was full-on serving the devil's kingdom. And God snatched him out of, he was a general in the devil's kingdom, and God snatched him out and made him a general in his kingdom. And John, I've never... In my time of ministry, or I don't know if I could even find anybody that has such a testimony of you going from darkness to light. And so what I would love for you to do is just maybe give them a, a brief overview of just, and you know, guys, and here's what I want to say before he starts is viewer discretion is advised. Listener discretion is advised. If you have kids in the room, we're not going to be filtered tonight. We're going to expose the enemy. And so, you know, if whether you want your kids to hear this tonight or not, I'm just going to let you guys know beforehand, there is a listener's discretion advised, but John, I would love you just to touch on your testimony for all the new viewers and just kind of share where you were what God brought you out of and where you are now hey amen thank you so much I, I mean I'm honored to be on be on this platform this is an amazing platform so I I, I am blessed touched and ready to to share my heart with you and share my heart with the, the, the brothers and sisters because you know I, I thank God that we have this 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 is a mega church we got mega church tonight amen Peter preached to 3,000 people we got 3,500 up on here. So I thank God for this opportunity. But I, I just want to share a moment, right? I, I want to share a moment. I want to, before I get into my uh, my testimony, I want to share a moment with people out there that are listening tonight. I want you to understand that, that you see, like, I, I would say this, ministers go to stuff. And man, sometimes they think we get on the mic. Sometimes they think that uh, we, we get on the mic. You know, we look like uh, sometimes, you know, a head, you know, you brush your hair, you get a nice haircut. People say, well, he, I, I want to I be a John Ramirez. I want to be a savior. I want to be one of these. No, no, we go through stuff. You know, we go through, we get tested. We go through stuff. We get trial. So, you know, one, one of the things I've learned in ministry that Pastor Dave Wilkerson taught me and, and many other precious ministers taught me, uh, it's, it's you can't, don't preach something that you're not being tested on. Don't preach something that you haven't passed the test. Don't preach something. Oh, don't don't sell something. Don't give something to someone. Or don't bless someone. Someone that you haven't even tried first. Amen. So I just want to encourage you tonight, and I just want to share a moment with you because I shared this earlier with you when we talked uh, on the phone. 
I think it was today, yesterday we talked and we had a good talk. And I thank God for you and I thank God that you have really the heart of Jesus. Amen. So I want to encourage ministers and, and people today. We understand that 2020 was a crazy year. And I'm, I'm president here. I mean, I heard people were saying, I heard many people were saying, well, 2020, 2020, well, I guess people dropped their contact lenses. You know, uh, there was no 2020 vision. There was fight, 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 and, and get and, and, and win the battle. I mean, it, it was a spiritual warfare fight like you never seen it before in 2020. And man, so so I, this moment I want to share with people that, are, that are, if there's ministers on the line, pastors, leaders on the line tonight, I want to encourage you tonight. You know, I, I share a moment with you. People say, well, you know, uh, 31st to 31st of December, my, my 31st of December, my storm, my 31st of December, my precious sister went home with the Lord. She, she, she 29 years old. She left two little girls uh, behind. She left two little girls, six and seven years old. Uh, no mommy now. You know, and, she, and my sister died in the hospital. My mother holding her hand as she was slipping into the hands of Jesus Christ. A man, 29 years old, and my heart is broken. Uh, but one thing I, I, I've, and then, you know, one, this is, you know, the enemy comes, the enemy comes, he whispers, you know, he's like, well, in 2020, John, you went out and you preached to many people. You went out and people, people got healed from false days, cancer. You laid hands on them, they got healed, and your sister died. You know, what do you say about your sister now? What do you say about your God? What do you say about your, your Jesus, uh, that he let you down? He didn't, He could have healed your sister. He could have set her free. He could have touched her in the body. He could send the Holy Spirit to touch her. You see, these are the things that, that that's my spiritual warfare moment. That 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 is my, my storm moment. That's my hot water moment. Amen? And I want to share this with you because, you see, I'm not, I'm not going to, to really step into the ring with the devil with that kind of stupidity. I know mm. God is in control. I know my sister is in heaven today. I know maybe the situation in the natural doesn't look too, too, too cool because of the fact she left two little girls behind. But I know that God knows everything and God's in touch with everything. And my sister was, uh, and I shared this moment with you, my sister basically was uh, uh, a, foster, a foster child. My mom adopted her when she was a baby in 91. And my sister, you know, the doctors, every every other year, the doctor, my sister was born from parents that were uh, heroin users, so she had HIV. And I, not her fault, she was born into it, amen? So, so one of the things I want to share that moment that even though that she's truly my sister, I guarantee 100% my sister, it's not because, you see, we've been adopted too by Jesus Christ because the chosen people were the Israelites, amen? The Jewish people were the chosen people, and God decided to take the time out and adopt us, amen? So, so we adopted in the kingdom. We've been engrafted. The Word of God said that we've been engrafted into the kingdom. Amen. So, so I mean, you can be born with God, born God. The Jewish people was born by by God chosen people, but we've been adopted. So, so what I'm trying to say to you in this moment of time, uh, uh, December 31st, 7:09 in the evening, my sister went home with the Lord. I, there was no balloons. There was no situation of uh, celebration. I, you know, I was having, I was not having a pity party, because my faith and my love and my trust in Jesus is is it's it's in the foundation today. That it, my foundation doesn't have cracks. My foundation doesn't have doubt, fear, unbelief. I know that God holds my tomorrow. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he. Maybe he didn't answer my prayer the way I want him to. But he took care of business anyway. So I, I want to share to pastors and leaders and and people that are going to stuff. There's people out there you might have lost some family members. COVID nineteen, a moment of COVID nineteen. That was your storm situation. But no one thing that God has everything under control. And he's with you. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Don't fall into this trap, you know, that you go, now you, you start questioning Jesus. Why you didn't heal my sister? Why I pray for so many people? And many people got healed, people got saved, and people got delivered. 
and people got generational curses is broken from people and why my sister had to die. See, I'm not going to go in that situation. I'm going to say to God, to God, give it, God, take it away. I trust the Lord. He is my king and king. He's my Lord of Lord. And my sister, you know, I didn't say, I'm, I'm going to the funeral this, this Thursday. And I share one moment with you. When I see my sister in the funeral, I don't, I'm going to say to her, I'm not saying goodbye. I say, I'll see you later. Because we'll see each other again. Because Jesus Christ has everything under control. So that's a word for someone today that to share my moment. You know, I want to be transparent today. I, I, I'm, I'm not asking for pity parties or emails and stuff like that. I'm saying this. If you're going through something and, and, and your storm is here, you're in a hot water moment, you're in a bad situation, you're in a situation that you, loved, you lost a loved one, understand that God still has you. And, and don't. Don't step into the don't step into the stupidity of the enemy and his lies. Amen. So you want to encourage you with that. And before, so I want to share that moment with you and thank God for giving me that opportunity to share that moment and touch you know touch people. Listen, this is what my shirt said. I'm a spiritual gangster for Jesus Christ. Amen. This is who I am, and that's the way I'm gonna die. And the last words before I die, I'm gonna say like Paul said, I fought the good fight mm. and I a race. That is, those are my last words. Those are my last words. That should be every believer's last words. Spiritual gangster for Jesus Christ. Amen. God don't need no punks. God don't need no women from the kingdom. Jesus was not a punk. Jesus, matter of fact, Jesus was so cool that after he resurrected, he hung out for 40 days to let the people know that he ain't going nowhere. I mean, so, 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 so let's, let's be the church of Jesus Christ. Let's be that church. I'm sorry about that. Let's be that church. Let's be the armed and dangerous church. Let's be the unshakable, unmovable church that Jesus Christ will be proud when he come back and come get us. Or if you go with Jesus Christ tonight, tomorrow, next week, next year, 20 years from now, that you made him proud that he picked you and he didn't make a mistake. And man, I just want to share that moment with you, encourage you with that moment. And I want to get into my testimony. So you know, good. One of the things, amen, praise the Lord, amen. So one of the things I want to share with you, you see, there's these people that are Satanists, and, you know, they paint the nails black, they wear the T-shirt, they wear the skull and all that stuff. Those are Satanists. Those are wannabes. That's, that's what you call one of these in a chess game, a pawn in a chess game. That's, those are those. Pawn in a chess game, wannabes. I, in my life, at the age of seven, seven and a half years old, a necklace from the, from, from the second heaven fell at my feet at seven years old. Seven, seven, seven and a half years fell on my feet from the second heaven. The second seven demonic powers of the dark side, the necklace fell on my feet. When it fell on my feet, I took the necklace, I put it in my pocket, and I heard the voice in my mind, which is a familiar spirit, calling my name, which it was impossible because I was blocks away. If you grew up in the ghetto and you grew up in, in, in the inner city, there's blocks away from my house. I couldn't, my mom, even if she had a, a microphone, I couldn't hear her with speakers to hear my, to hear my name that clear. I heard my name. I took the necklace. I put it in my pocket. I took off. And the necklace was, was actually handpicked by demonic principality from the second heaven with seven demonic powers on that necklace that I put on my neck at the ages old. I was ready in my first, in my first ceremony with the witches and warlocks in, in the witch's house. My moms and my aunt, they went there, and the witch told my mom that I needed to get the ceremony, not them. So I went from that to 25 years of devil worshiping. I was actually, like my brother said, I was a general in the kingdom of darkness. I was going to demon church from 7 in the evening to 5 in the morning. When, when Christianity, or they only have church for two hours. You know, I was going from 7 in the evening to 5 in the morning. To, to demon church and you couldn't be late and you couldn't miss but if you miss church demon church you had to sit down with the devil and give him a good explanation why you miss church because if it wasn't good enough 
there was punishment of taking off his shirt and them hitting you with a 21 time, which is the mark of the, the, mark of the beast. 21 time with a machete on your back to, sh to shame you and to punish you so you won't be late again. So, so I, I, you know, and, and, and that's the world I grew up in. I was, I was, I was a devil worshiper. There's a, you see, see, there's Christians that are believers, that are believers, that are worshipers. Christians that are believers are worshipers. And then you got Christian Dior's, the ones that just go in church on Sundays, the wannabes, the Christians that are mediocre, you know, the, 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 the anemic Christian. They just go to church on Sunday because they, they figure I'll show up on Sunday because, you know, I make sure I punch in the clocks. So if I die, I go to heaven. You know, but there's people like Isaiah and myself. We are sold out. We're doing life. We're doing life. We're doing life with Jesus. And we want no parole. We're on death row. That's how we that's how we live it. And that's the way you should live. Live your life that you're on death row for Jesus Christ. And the only time you're going to get out when he calls you home. Amen. That's how I, I live it. And in, in, in the whole shit to 25 years, devil worshiping, marrying Halloween, demonic wedding, ceremony with my daughter got when she was a, a 10, 11 years old. Into the realms of the dark side, into the growth realms, killing animals, drinking animal blood, you drinking human blood, drinking my own blood, ceremonies, sacrifices, uh, rituals, meeting after meeting, astral projecting, astral project more than any demonic person on the planet. Actually projecting, you know, one of the things my brother said, you know, the spirits of the night, the spirit, how do you deal with the spirits of the night that show up in your house and choke you and you can't scream out the name of Jesus, they paralyze you right in your bed. I, the spiritual, spiritual warfare ops, the training he was talking about, I do, I do a powerful teaching how to take those devils and how to kick them out of your house, kick them out of your room, and they're not going to be paralyzing you anymore. You can break, destroy, dismantle, and curse to the roof and put the judgments of God upon these devils that's coming into your house at night astral projecting how to cut the civil court and how to separate the demon from the person and cut down the, and destroy the contracts. I'm teaching all those things. I'm talking about levels of spiritual warfare because listen, the higher you go with God, there's Christians that go high, high with God, right? But they don't go deep. There's a difference between going high and deep with the Lord. You can't just go high with the Lord and not go deep. Deep, the deep, the Bible said that deep, the Bible said that deep calls to deep. Deep cost to deep. You can't just go high and stay there. You got to go deep in the things of God. And, and, and it's a different worshiper. There was Christians that they couldn't do nothing to me. Not because they, God was weak, because they, the vessel was weak. You couldn't do nothing to me. You couldn't touch me. You couldn't move me in the spirit realm. I was asked to project, turn into a wolf, end up in your house, destroy your family, destroy your marriage. I destroy your children. If you were not a believer, they knew how to pray spiritual warfare. There's prayers for this. It's like the ministering angel. There's this ministering angel, and you got spiritual warfare angels. There's ministry angels, you got spiritual warfare angels. So, 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 so the spirit, you got, you got, you got different prayers, but you got, you got a realm of a language of spiritual warfare that you need to, and you need to let that thing be engrafted in your spirit. So the devil understand one thing that he, when he come for you, he's going to pay the ultimate price. Not you, not me. The devil is going to pay the ultimate price because he picked the wrong house to mess with. And many believers, we into this whole scenario that we think that the devil, uh, just because you named the name of Jesus, you think the devil is going to run. The devil ain't going to run. The devil understands authority. He understands authority. The enemy understands authority. The enemy understands one thing. That's why the sons of Sceva, they were able to deal with the little devils and cast out one hand, cast out it. But when the real one showed up, he said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, they have authority, but you got nothing. I don't see no rank on you. I don't see no blood on you. I don't see nothing on you. So I have legal rights to beat you down so good that your clothes is going to come off. Amen? So, so, so we need to come to the realm of the Spirit, understand the things of the Spirit, understand the things of God, understand the kingdom of the things of the kingdom.
And if you don't have that understanding, you don't have that blueprint, and you don't have that discipleship. That's why thank God for shows like this. They 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 want to equip your discipleship. I mean, you can't even go to you can't even go to Bible college and get this. Understand? Come on. You can't even go to Bible college and get this. You go to four years of Bible college, and all they teach is little theology. Come on. You know, they crack you with a little diploma, and they send you on your way, and, and and you think that you got something going, but you know what? The deep calls to deep, and this is the things of the realm of the spirit. And I was on the other side for 25 years of my life, in the realms of the spirit of 25 years of my life, devil worshiping, destroying, taking over regions. I would take over your region. I would take over your house because whatever I control in the spirit realm, I was able to control in the natural. That's how I flow. That's how I move. And I was generating the kingdom of darkness, even to the point that when I sold my soul to the, I even got the marks in my hand here, the cross upside down. I got... I got cuts here. I take off my shirt, cuts in my back of my shirt, because the Bible, the devil knows that you have to cut yourself to get the blood in order to sign the contract to make a pact with him. Jesus did a contract with us. He shed the blood for us on the Come cross. On. He did a contract for us. We don't need to do contract with demons and devil. They got nothing on us. That's why I even told my brother. I told my brother and every platform I come on, I said, any witch, any warlock want to come on the platform with me, I show you that you're going to respect Jesus after I'm done with you. Amen. Because it, it is, I know how to close down the kingdom of darkness. I know how to close down the first and second heaven. And I want to train brothers and sisters to do the same. Because God is no respecter person. God can equip you. This one, he equipped my brother. He equipped me. God is God. Don't pick and choose. It is, it is up to you. It's up to you if you really want to be part of the army of God. If you want to be on the battleship or you want to be on the cruise ship, it's mm -hmm. up to you which ship which ship you want to be on. And I want to share with you tonight. That all this demonic activity in my life, 25 years, even a demonic, I had a demonic wedding on Halloween. All warlocks, demons, principalities came to my wedding and they baptized my wedding with blood and sacrifices and ritual all night long. I, I, I did it all. I did. I mean, I don't know how sometimes I'm, I'm done for my brother, how Christians celebrate Halloween. Come I don't on. get it. I haven't met a Satanist coming over to celebrate Good Friday with us. Come you know, on. so I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand the theology. And the mindset of a believer that wanted to go want to go to bed with indecent proposal to go to bed with the devil just for one night. Mm. Don't understand that. And in and, and 25 years of the demonic, I mean, I'm talking about 25 years of hardcore demonic devil worshiping, not just a sickness. Sickness, like I said, sickness is just if you look at a chess game, sickness is just a pawn on a chess game. He or nobody. He got no power. He had no authority. He had no insight in the spirit round. He has no demonic contract. He just, a, he just a small little disciple trying to be somebody one day. I was in the general's kingdom. I sat with the devil 24-7. Spoke. I would speak with the devil all night long like I speak with you. And I just want to, and the only reason I'm sitting here today, it's not because someone gave me a track or someone on. said, here's a track. Oh, someone gave me a track. Track didn't work for me. God had to remove me out of my Say body. I and bring me to hell. And bring the devil down there. And the devil tried to destroy me in hell. And God showed up. The cross of Jesus Christ showed up in hell and destroyed the devil like nothing. Like it was a piece of paper. I, I mean, it, I mean, it just played on the cross. The, 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 the old rugged cross showed up at the, in hell and destroyed the devil twice. And then God put me back into my body. And that's how I became a believer. Not a Christian. Too many Christian Dior's out there. I became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, I, and when you become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, that means you had an encounter, an encounter with Jesus Christ. So no matter what church does, no matter if church is open, no matter if church is closed, no matter if my brother doesn't look at me, no matter if my brother doesn't take me to fellowship, no matter if the pastor didn't treat me right today, I'm not leaving because I'm not married to them. 
I'm married, I'm married to the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm staying because I'm going to sit at my father's table and I'm going to eat from there because I am obligated and I, 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 I am with him because he is the one that died for me. And, and I want to share that moment with you because there's many Christians leaving the faith because, oh, I tried, I tried Jesus and it didn't work. No, you tried church. That's why Come it didn't on. work. You didn't try Jesus. And this is the thing, because when you try Jesus, I don't care what you go through. I mean, listen, in, 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 in 2002, in 97, the, the devil hit me so hard as a devil worshiper. The devil hit me so hard because I, I wanted to take a sabbatical from witchcraft. And the devil hit me so hard, my punishment, he stole my eyesight one year. I was registered with the Commission of the Blind for one year. I was completely blind for one year. The doctors couldn't figure out how I lost my eyesight. Completely blind. They, I can explain to them that the devil punished me. And then one year later, when I came back into devil worship, and again, even stronger and harder and deeper with the devil, the devil gave me back my eyesight. And then, and I got saved in 1999. And in 2002, the devil sucker punched me for three and a half months. I went blind again. My mom had to babysit me, take care of me blind for three and a half months but you know what i remember that day that i had a surgery for four hours under the knife i was under anesthesia when i got out of there it was a good friday and the doctor said you better go home because we i promise you he said i can't i can't i gotta be real with you you're not gonna see again wow. i went to the king i went to church to worship the king i disobeyed the orders of the doctor i look like a bumblebee i have patches in my eyes my friend grabbed me by my hand he put me in his car he put the seatbelt on i went straight to church because i worship him on this side of the red sea i ain't wait till i cross over i worship on this side the place of pain the place of suffering i said i worship him and i worship him one day jesus christ told me he told me one day i was raising hand and praising him he said one day to me john in 1997 you thought the devil gave you back, they gave you eyesight. I did, because I have a plan for your life. I was the one that gave back your eyesight. It wasn't the devil. God gave me in 1997, God blessed me back with my eyesight. And in 2002, the doctors couldn't understand in, 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 on, in science, the, the paperwork, the, the, they couldn't understand how my eyesight came back. But God did. And this is, I tell you, I've been tested. I've been proven. I've been to the ringer. I've been to the storm. I've been to the hot water. But I'm here today to tell you that God is with you. And one other thing I, I shared in, in March of 2019, 11, March 11, 2019, I came from preaching. I decided to, uh, the, day, the night before I came from preaching, the day after, I decided to just lay in my sofa, take a nap, read my Bible, and go jogging. I love running. I love jogging. That's my thing. And, and I die in my house. I die on my sofa. And when I die on my sofa, I, my spirit came out of my body. And I was, I was like, I was, the sky was kind of, the best way I can describe it, the sky was kind of opening up. And the sky was kind of opening up. And I saw this, like, this light was coming right through. And I saw my body there. And I'm leaving. I'm, and, and one thing, when you die, you have no control mm. how, direction you're going. You have no control. You have no, uh, you don't have no say. It's like, it feels like something behind you shuts the door. And you can't get back into your body. As much as you stare at it, you can't go back to that body. You can't say, so I'm going to force myself back. I'm going to make a U-turn. And I'm going to try to put myself back in. You don't have no control. It, it, is, it is what an amazing experience, to be honest. I mean, it, was, it blew my mind away. And as I'm leaving my apartment, all I said, and I have a daughter who I love. And my brother got children, beautiful family. He loved his family. And I love my family. And I'm sure you love your family. All I said was this. I didn't say, oh, my daughter's going to miss me. Oh, what am I going to do? I didn't say, and all I said, and it wasn't even my, I tell you, I tell you from the bottom of my heart, it wasn't even my, it wasn't even my words that I said. It just came out. 
I said, Lord, I'm disappointed. You would have kept me here longer. I would have done so much more for you. And he put me back in my body. He put me, so, so going to, go, dying in 2019, going to hell in 1999, losing my eyesight twice in 97 and 2002, and, and still here with Jesus Christ. Even ridiculed by the church, even, uh, even Christian did a Ponzi scheme on me. They did a Ponzi scheme on me, lost everything, lost everything to the point that I ate pizza and Chinese food for three years. Everything lost everything. I went for a haircut. When I came out, my car was repo. Every, I mean, I told him I lost everything, completely everything, nothing to show for, nothing. And, 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 and even I had, I had my brother call me. And my brother's crazy. He's not even saved. My brother said, yo, you want me to go to the church and go take care of them guys and bring them outside and take care of my boys? I said, no, you don't touch nobody. Vengeance is the Lord. God will handle it. And sure enough, I, to, and to today, my brother said, you know what? You truly are following Jesus Christ. He said, because I gave you an offer and you turned it down. I said, no, because God takes care of everything. And today, the only person out of all those people that are serving Jesus Christ is me. And I share, no matter what the devil throws at you, it's what you do about it. It's what you do about it. And I want to share a moment with you, and I want to encourage you. And I, I tell you, I love spiritual warfare. I'd rather be in the valley fighting the good fight than being in a mountaintop eating a peppermint patty. Come on. I'm talking, I'd rather be in the valley setting people free. I've seen people get served. God has given us an authority. Listen, when you want something from God, even James said, you get now, you ask now. Ask for the right reason. I've been, in, I've, been, I've, been in, I've been in different events, conferences, that demons come out of the church, come at me, and I stop them in the tracks and say, shut up and sit down. I'll take care of you there. Sit down. You're going to let me hear You're going to hear me preach before I take care of you. I mean, people, people, people bug out. People be like, people say, how could these demons obey? And they go sit down and sit there and they wait for the preaching over. And then they come to the altar call for the fight. I mean, it's just crazy stuff happens. Supernatural things happen. And I'm like, I don't, it's not even me. Just, I, 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 I got childlike faith. And I see God does things and I believe them. I believe God. I don't put doubt. I don't put unbelief. I, I just believe God for anything he told me he can do. I just believe him like a little kid. I believe him like a little kid. So it's, it's an amazing journey, amazing opportunity. And today you're like, oh, but John, you lost your sister and you're here on this show. Look, I mean, look how God planned it. I, I, people, I got invited to go preach in January. Even my good friend, Kevin Zedai, told me, you want to, I, I believe he had an invite for me to go minister with him, Kevin Zedai. I mean, incredible man of God. I mean, one of the most incredible people I ever met, Kevin Zedai. Incredible man of God. And, and invited me, and I said, no, I'm going to stay home, pray, and seek the Lord for January. And my brother asked me to come on, and the Lord said, I want you to come on that platform and let the people know about spiritual warfare. Let the people know. And it's just an honor and an excitement in my spirit to be here with my brother. Share this platform with him. Share the battlefield with him tonight. Amen. You know, so whatever you have going tonight, believe me, we're going to kill that noise. We're going to kill that devil. We're going to put, we're going to serve an eviction order on that devil tonight. Amen. But I want to share something that God gave me. I wrote it down here in my little chicken scratch uh, writing. Amen. But I, I want to share something that would encourage you and will propel you for 2021. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we, we, we look at 2020, we go, oh, we can't wait for 2021. And the reality of it, we're still in the same atmosphere. Spiritual atmosphere, 2020. 
We're still insane. You have to change your atmosphere. It's not what's going around you, what's going in you, what's mm. happening in you and through you. We, we, we get caught up with the world. We, co- we get caught up with the world system, with the world talk in 2021. And we're going to do this. We're gonna, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what God has planned for you. You haven't checked in with heaven. You haven't checked in with headquarters. You don't know what God's going to do. We, we think that the deer have to change. No, you have to change. God wants to change you. God's using the devil tonight to change you. The devil is nothing but a piece of sandpaper that God is polishing you to make you clean. God is polishing you to bring you higher and deeper with him. You know, that's what God is using. The devil to me is a piece of sandpaper that God uses just to buff me to make me better. Hey, hey, they know that the devil can take me. The devil can kill me when I was in witchcraft. He sure can't kill me now that I'm in Jesus. Amen. So understand the things of the spirit. Understand the things of the spirit around. And now I want to open up your eyes and your ears. Jesus said, those that have eyes see. Those that got ears hear. He ain't talking about eyes and ears in the natural. He talking about in the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit. You know, it just, it, it, we, you know, I just tell people, you want to be armed and dangerous. You want to be a spiritual gangster. I mean, you want to be fearless. Then you got to pass the test, man. You got to take the class. You can't get a certificate without passing the class and taking the test. Come and on. you know that. Lord, he's king of kings of your life, your decision, you're coming, you're going, you're moving here, moving there. I don't make no move without Jesus Christ. I don't do anything. That, I mean, you can offer me. There have been opportunities that people offer me movie deals with, with situations with, uh, uh, you know, my first book, my testimony, movie deals. And so I'm not moving. I'm not moving. To God said, do it. And if God said, don't do it, I'm blessed. I'm blessed no matter what because Jesus is on the driver's seat. I hate people saying, oh, I'm on the driver's seat. Jesus is my co-pilot. But your plane's going to crash. Come on. <laughs> Your plane's going to crash because if Jesus is a co-pilot and you're in control, then you're in trouble. We're going down. Mayday. Mayday. Because, you know, I don't want to be in control. I want Jesus Christ to be in control of my life. Whether, whether my sister went home with the Lord and I prayed my heart out and I had other people praying and, and God heard the prayers. Believe me, God heard the prayers. But God did it his way. And I'm blessed to know he did it his way. Because I, I have peace. I have peace and I have joy that God did it his way. And I might understand the big picture of my sister, 29, but you know what? We had it for 29 years in our lives. And every time that the, every time that the doctors throughout the years, my sister was in and out of the hospital, doctors said, I don't think she's going to make it. We don't think she's going to do it. The Holy Spirit gave us another year, another year, another, another opportunity, another chance to be with her. So I'm cool with that. You know, I'm cool. I celebrate Jesus Christ. And I know that somehow that when I go to the funeral on Thursday, I'm going to open up my big mouth for those that don't know Jesus Christ. I did it for my brother. I did it for my brother's funeral. My brother died like seven, eight years ago. My brother was, listen, my brother was a transvestite. My brother was homosexual. My brother was bisexual. My brother was a witch doctor. And my brother was married to a regular woman. And one day he got a heart attack because he did a lot of uh, cocaine. He caught a heart attack. My brother had parties that made Saddam and Gomorrah look like kindergarten. His people that he, his surrounding people that hung out with my brother, they made they they were like they made settlement go more look like uh, they can, and that's how. I mean, my brother had people that you don't know who was a woman, who was a man. You don't know who was what. I mean, they were so messed up. But you know what, my brother, that my brother, I went to the hospital. I shared Jesus Christ, not the gospel. I shared the love of Jesus. That Jesus Christ said, "I love you," and if you open, I'm knocking on your door, your heart. In Revelation three twenty, if you let me come and sit down with you, I supper with you. And I shared that moment with my brother. My brother bust out crying. My brother cried, cried. His wife cried. It was a normal day in the hospital because the woman, his wife, not the crazy people, not you know, they were off. These people was like off the reservation. That's how crazy they were. And you know, I preached my brother. My brother actually, my brother became a Christian, and for one year he was Christian, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. And that year, a week before his birthday, my brother was saying this. My brother was saying a week before his birthday, my brother said, John, 
make me some CDs, Christian CDs. I'm gonna throw a party. I'm inviting all my all these. I'm inviting all my friends to my party. And I'm gonna pray high grades of God. You can only imagine. He, my brother, had this thing all lined up. But on a Thursday night, a week before my brother's 45th birthday, he went home with Jesus. But we still had the party because we had it at the funeral. I preached the gospel, and all those people came to the party anyway, wow. thinking that my brother was still part of that world. But my brother was part of Jesus' world. And I preached the gospel, and 18 people are the worst people, homosexual, bisexual, transvestite, who were in that, were in that place. And they raised their hand, and they wanted Jesus. So I, I share with you that God works. God is real. If God is real. God is still working miracles. But I want to share a word with you. God is a miracle-working God. Whether my sister went home December 31st at 7.09, God is still working miracles. God is still, my mom has a peace. My mom said when she held my sister's hand, my mom said when she held my sister's hand, she felt a dagger went right into her heart. She thought she was going to die there too. But God is the grace of God. Today, my mom, as much as she's hurting, she has a peace that surpasses all understanding upon her. And my mom today, she's a believer in Jesus Christ because my mom used to be eight years old witness and God touched her. And I love that song. He touched me. And yet, you know, that song is a bad song. He touched me. That, that is my jam. He touched me and he made me whole. And I share that moment with you. And I'm going to share what with you. See, we, we come into this Christianity that is not like my brother said. But he said, you know, they have, they're trying to cast a spell on us. They're mm-hmm. trying to urge the, these leaders out there that are in sheep clothing, but they're wolf. Look at the footprint. A wolf will never change their footprint. You can grab a wolf. You can dress him up like a sheep. But the footprint will tell you who he is in Christ. The footprint will tell you that he looked like a sheep, but he's still a wolf. The footprint, that, that means that the fruits of that person. So we, that we have come to a church today that has, is preaching, like my brother said, is preaching a spell over us, a false gospel. And Jesus saying today, Jesus saying we got into this whole thing that everything has to be instantaneously. Everything has to be instantaneously. Listen, you know what spiritual warfare is? Let me break down what spiritual warfare is. People say casting out demons, doing this. Yeah, there's a part of that. Writing books is part of that. There's amazing platform is a part of that. This is what spiritual warfare is. Spiritual warfare, when you can see God in action. When you can see God in action. That is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is when you see Jesus Christ in action. That is spiritual warfare. When you see, the Bible said that demons tremble. Demons tremble. That is spiritual warfare. When you see the Lord Jesus Christ in action. That is spiritual warfare. Amen? So I want to talk to you really quick. I want to say instantaneously. We need to get off the instantaneous situation. Listen, God is a working miracle. God, we understand that. But the instantaneous miracle, we got this thing that everything has to be instantaneous miracle. You know, we, we, got, you know, we want to have this, this Moses moment, the burning bush moment. We want to have this Isaiah moment, you know, calling fire from heaven. Bang, we want to have that. We want to have a Red Sea moment, you know. We want to have a, we want to have the Hebrew, you know, the fourth man in the fire moment. We want to have that, and it's all good. But understand one thing. I, I want to share something. I want to take deeper. The progressive miracle, that's the, what you want in your life. You want the progressive miracle. But the devil is robbing the church from the progressive miracle. What is the progressive miracle, John? It, 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 is, it is this. It is like the boxer that gets us, in, gets us into the fight, right? I mean, yes, you want to knock the guy out the first round. But what did you learn? You learn nothing when you knock him out the first round. It is the boxer that's fighting for his championship and takes the fight to the distance. When you come out of that ring that you took the fight to the distance, you learn something. Did, 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 you learn something. When you take the fight to the, 
the distance. This is what you learn. And I'm talking about spiritually here now. When you take the fight to the, not the instantaneous, not the, the, the church today, instantaneous miracle. It, 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 do it now, Lord. Do it now, Lord. Do it now. No, 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 no. No, no. Listen, when you let, when you let, the, when you let, the, when you let the progressive miracle take place, you get spiritual maturity. You get, you get, you get spiritual growth. You get insight. You get, you learn the things of the spirit, the things of the spirit around. When you take the fight to the distance, when you let God do, do it His way, when you let God do the the the, the progressive, the progressive means bit by bit, piece by piece. Let God do it that way in your life. So when you come out of there, because the instant fight is a good fight. Don't get me wrong, but. This in fight, you see no spiritual maturity, you see no spiritual growth, you see no insight, and you see nothing in the spirit realm. And as long as you get in the fight and you take it to the distance, you will learn something. When you come out of it, you'll be a stronger, more powerful, unmovable, unshakable believer in Jesus Christ. Amen? So I, I, the increase, you will increase in the things of God. Your inner man will increase in the things of God because you've seen things when you went to the, when you took it to the distance, you've seen things in the distance. You went to the distance, you've seen things that you couldn't see. If you left it, if you wanted to win the first round. So I want to share that with you because it, it, it is it is this. Let me say this. It, it, it brings, you know, you, you in the fight, in the fight. If you don't take it the distance, you, if, I mean, yes, I, sometimes I want, I want God to do a miracle. Yes, I want God to do it tomorrow morning. I want God to do it yesterday. It, it's a good thing when we want that. But the, the, the spiritual maturity, it is, it is how could I test the word? How could I have spiritual endurance? How could I test the word? How can I have spiritual endurance? How can I have, how can I test my faith? My faith growth. When the Bible says glory to glory, it's about maturity, maturity. That's what it's about, maturity, maturity. How can I have spiritual strength if I don't go into distance in the fight? Lord, do it your way. Distance in the fight will make you armed and dangerous. Distance in the fight will make you an ambassador, will make you, uh, uh, you your foundation won't have any cracks of who you are in Christ. Amen. So I, I want to encourage you with that. You know, it's like, it's like you don't want to be like, be the believer that when God comes search for you and look at you and God examine you, you got fruit. You got fruit for 2021. Don't be like the fig tree of, of the analogy, the, 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 the parable of the fig tree. From far, it looked like it was a fig tree. From far, it looked like it had fruit. But when God examined it from close, it had nothing to give to the Lord. What are you giving to God? How are you ministering to his heart for 2021? On. How are you standing for him in 2021? How are you believing him for 2021? How are you walking and being with him in 2021? You know, one of the, one of the things, I, I'd be very transparent. I don't like fasting. I live in, I live in the city. There's pizza, hamburgers. I tell you, I, I can get up at 3 in the morning. I can throw on my clothes and give me a cheeseburger deluxe. I mean, at 3 in the morning here in New York City. I can get up and give me two slices. I mean, I can just get anything. Any, I mean, I can go get me some Taco Bell. I mean, I can go get Mexican food. I can get anything. But the thing is, this is the thing I'm saying. I, and I'm going to share this moment with you. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, the fasting thing is not my thing, but I do it because mm. I'm a I'm a beating to the fasting. I'm on my 21-day fast right now. I'm up to my fifth day. You know, and I'm, I'm blessed. I feel in my spirit. I feel things changing. I feel the atmosphere is changing. I feel deeper things in the spirit, deeper understanding. Um, I'm, I'm actually writing a new book right now. It's called Conquering Your Deliverance. It'll be out uh, in October. I, I'm, I'm seeing things in the spirit realm because I'm understanding how to walk with God in a deeper way, in a, in a, in a more... Uh, in a more spiritual way, walking with the Lord, walking him. God has different facets in the spirit around how he wants you to walk with him. And, and he wants to trust you with those opportunities. For you and I, I can lose money. I can lose friends. I can lose 
man, I could, I could, I could lose a car, I could lose whatever, and I could, but I don't want to lose God's opportunities for 2021. Mm. I don't want to lose opportunities because when God gives you an opportunity, I mean, he's giving you an open heaven. And I don't want them having to shut. And I don't know when the next door or the next window in heaven is going to open for me. So I don't want to miss that. Don't miss it too. And I want to, I just want to, you know, and we want, we want, we want this Elijah. We want this Elijah moment. We want, you know, we want this Elijah moment. We want this Moses burning bush moment. And it's good. But what, what do you get? What do you get? And when I'm saying, what do you get? Yeah, God will teach you something there. But I want to go deeper with God. I, I want to walk deeper with him. I, I, want to, I, want to have, I want to be relentless. I want with the things of God. I want to be untouchable, unmovable. Yeah, the devil might suck and punch me. It's not what the devil throws at me. I'm, I'm, see, this is what I don't worry. I don't even worry what the devil throws at me. Come on. I, I don't worry. My worry is what I do about it. It's what I do about it. Because if, I, if the devil suck and punch me and I stay down and have a pity party, then I shame God. I shame him because I should have got up. I should have got up and hit, hit. If it hit me hard, then I should have hit him twice as hard to let him know that I am the church of the end times. I'm at, I'm at the Sunday day church. And this is what I'm, I'm sharing with you. Now, I want to share this last moment with you. We, yes, we want, the, we want the thunder. We want the fire. We want the burning bush. We want the fourth man in the fire. Listen, I want it too. But I want to share something. Go deeper and walk longer and walk. You remember the man in the, in the, on the road with Jesus? They walk with Jesus and they walk with him and they were talking among each other and they were just talking among each other. And then Jesus walked with them and Jesus went extra with them. And they later on, they figured out Jesus, they were blown away. Their heart was burning because they walked, they went with him. They took their time. They heard what he has to say. They didn't want to miss a thing. And this is what I'm, I'm asking you today as a believer. Don't miss a thing in the things of God. Learn from Isaiah. Learn from this ministry. To, to tune into ministry. They're going to challenge you. They're going to convict you. They're going to stretch you. That's going to break you. Even though you might get mad at my brother say, oh, he preached this thing. That was hard. But you know what? That's going to challenge you. That's going to break you. That's going to stretch you. And that's going to promote you to another level. Amen? That's why when I start time, a lot of times, sometimes I'm on Facebook and he come on and I tune in and I hear some stuff. I'm like, wow, that brother's preaching fire. I hope everybody got the hope they got the fire outfits because it's burning up in there. Come you on. Know, I, but, it, 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 he, it's, but you hear the love behind mm. it. It's not a condemnation thing. You hear the love behind it. You hear, you hear that he's concerned about your spirit, man. He's concerned about the things of the kingdom in your life. He's concerned about your purpose and your destiny. He's concerned that we, when the show is finished, he wants to make sure that God's holding your pen and writing your story. He doesn't want you to take the pen of God's hands and write your own story. He's concerned about that when he, when he go to bed that tonight, that he, did what, he ministered to the heart of God and ministered to yours. And ministries like that, man, it's like a needle in a haystack. It's a needle in a haystack. And I encourage you to partner with this ministry. Be part of something special. Consider yourself special. Be part of something that is going to elevate you to a place that you're going to be with God. And God's going to trust you with the things of the kingdom. And that's what you need. You need a, you need a platform, a foundation to bring you there. And I want to share this last moment with you. Remember Jesus, the two fish and the five loaves of bread? Jesus with the two fish and the five loaves of bread. There was no thunder. There was, listen, Jesus with two fish and loaves of bread. There was no fire. There was no thunder. And there was no earthquake. Jesus did a simple prayer. All he did was a simple prayer. I, I want you to catch this, my brothers and sisters. He did a simple prayer. He just did a simple prayer. And over 20,000 people, historians said, got their miracle that day. Over 20,000 people that day. I know the Bible says 5,000. Historians say it was over 20,000 people, men and children, 
sat down, and they received their miracle that day. Jesus Christ did a simple prayer. A simple prayer will shake the kingdom of darkness. If you're praying with the authority in, in the arsenals of heaven. Yes, we want fire. Yes, we want thunder. Yes, we want earthquake. And that, who want, I want that. Listen, I'm trying to get my 25 years and dance some against the devil. That's why I'm on this show tonight. But a simple prayer. Listen to me. A simple prayer. Piece by piece. Remember, they broke the bread. They broke the fishes. Piece by piece. Bit by bit. 20,000 people received their miracle that day. And I want to finish with this. I want to finish it. God was at work. God was at work. God was at work. God was at work. Maybe, maybe, not, maybe, not, maybe, not the way you want him to be at work, but he's at work. And maybe you didn't hear, or maybe you didn't touch at that moment that he just did a simple prayer and 20,000 people got that miracle. But listen to this. But I promise you that God was at work and that he was shaping, he was shaping your deliverance beyond you can ever see. Come on. Shaping your deliverance beyond you can ever see. And God was shaping the deliverance. Because those people went out, every person that day, they got that miracle. Every person went out, 20,000 people went out and said, boy, I was at this service, I was at this place, and God blessed me, and God gave me my miracle. 20,000 people testified that they, they ate and didn't faint. Because Jesus said, we need to preach these people. They'll faint in their way home. They will not make it home. They will faint. Use that in your spirit. They will faint. Not in, don't use that in natural. They will faint. And Jesus took care of 20,000 people that day. Piece by piece, bit by bit, he broke it down to them. And he shaped, he shaped, he shaped you and I beyond what we can see. And they got the deliverance that day. And I want to share that moment with you. Today, you can get yours. Today, it's not where you start, man. It's where you finish. Mm. It's where you finish. And, 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 and in Christ, in Christ alone, he is the truth, the way, and the life. If you're here tonight, and you, matter of fact, you, you might have some devil worshipers here tonight because I get them all the time. Come they on. come on. They want to be, they want to, they want to, they want to flex or they want to show something or they want to say, John is still one of us. I, you know what bothered my mind? I, I was with Kevin Zadai and people came on and were saying, John is still one of us. Man, John is faking it. John is still the ex, John is still a devil worshiper. Man, I must be a great actor. I must get a, come I must on. get a, come well, on. I've been faking it for 21 years. Imagine 21 years with Jesus. Lost my eyesight, lost money, lost everything. Still serving Jesus, still loving Jesus, still flying, still preaching, still ministering. I'm up to my sixth book, still writing books for Jesus. I didn't quiver. I didn't, I didn't go down. I didn't quit. I didn't, I didn't, when, when the pastor didn't shake my hand or people betray me, Christians, the body, the body of Christ betray me, I still kept following Come Jesus. On. One thing Jesus taught me, Jesus said, in this battle, in this fight, in this walk with me, you keep the eyes on me, not on the church. And I've learned to keep my eyes on Jesus. And I learned to walk with him. And I learned to serve him. The good time, the good and the bad and the ugly, I'm still with him. Because I made a commitment and I made a promise. Even the 700 Club thought I was crazy. I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter saying, I'm doing life in Jesus Christ. I want no parole. I'm on death row. And I signed it. That's my contract between Jesus and I. And I'm going all the way. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, my last words will say, I finished my race. I fought the good fight. And now I go home and receive my prize. So, because it, it is all for you and me. Amen? 
It's so, all for you and me, my brother. So good. I love what you're saying. You know, a lot of people that have, well, first of all, that was all just straight fire. I felt like you've gone to another level and you're preaching and you're anointing, but I see a lot of people that get saved and have a crazy testimony of salvation. One of the things I felt the Lord sharing me this year was he was going to save witches, warlocks, new age people. And I had this thought I shared with our stream last year. Where are these people going to go when they get saved, when they get delivered? They can't just go to an average church on the corner because the churches are not preaching spiritual warfare. The churches are not preaching deliverance. They're not preaching arsenal prayers. They're not talking the way we're talking. I know on the phone yesterday, you said, Isaiah, we don't shop at men's warehouse. We wear army uniforms. We are BDUs. We were, we're full out in camo because we're going to battle. And most Christians, John, they don't realize that they are in a war. They don't realize that when they got saved, we often teach, you know, you get saved and you just kind of become a follower of Jesus, go to church on Sunday. But they don't understand that when they got saved, they got transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And I've heard time and time again, like the encounter you had, you know, I didn't get saved at church on Sunday. I didn't get saved by an average message because our sermons are weak. Our churches are weak. We're not confronting the things of darkness. We're not confronting demons. We're not confronting Satan. And we're sitting back thinking that if we ignore Satan, Satan will ignore us. When the Bible doesn't say ignore Satan, it says to resist. There's, there's, there's a battle, guys, that John is preaching about. There's a spiritual war going on. And if you don't get trained, if you don't get equipped, if you don't get acknowledged, which is why we preach on warfare, why we talk about the training, you're either going to become a casualty or you're going to become a prisoner of war. And John, I've seen over and over and over casualties, prisoners of war. Most of the church right now is living in demonic bondage and in denial, not realizing that they're living in bondage to the systems, to the kingdoms, and to the idols of this world. And a lot of these people, they have to go outside the church, which is so sad to get on these live streams. We, listen, I know you don't know this, John, but we have 4,500 people that have been listening for most of this broadcast. And think about a building with 4,500 people. These people are having to come out of their churches, get on these live streams because they say, Isaiah, my pastors and my leaders are not equipping us they're entertaining us and i believe the time is now when i'm preaching to somebody it is time for the body of christ to get equipped i love the way paul describes john the war in ephesians 6 12 and i'm going to give it to you in the living bible which is such an incredible translation in this instance paul says that we're not fighting this is word for word the living bible he says we're not fighting people made of flesh and blood but we're fighting against persons that have no bodies against the rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in spiritual realms. So he goes, we're not fighting physical people that we are in a war right now that John's been talking about for the last 45 minutes that we're battling in a supernatural war. Our battle is not a physical battle. We're battling spirits and we can't win this battle in the natural. A lot of people, and I love your trainings because you talk about this. A lot of people are trying to win the battle in the natural. I see a lot of people trying to win the battle in Facebook comment sections, trying to win the battle in Instagram comment sections. Friend, the battle that we are in in January of 2021 is a real spiritual battle, and it's not going to be won in the comment section. It's going to be won in the pl place of prayer. The Bible makes it clear evil princes of darkness are ruling this world. Now, we know that the devil is the ruler, the lowercase God of this world, and we're living in the devil's world. The 
the devil, the lowercase God of this world. And we need to learn how to fight back. I don't know about you listening right now, 4,500 of you listening. I refuse to live my life subject where the devil's going to keep in bringing in the same bondage, bringing in the same sin cycles. And a lot of believers, John, are living from sin cycle to sin cycle, from anxiety to anxiety, from depression to depression, from fear to fear. Instead of glory to glory, we're going fear to fear. And God is saying tonight, he wants to set you free. He wants you to put that you on that path John is talking about of spiritual warfare. So you say, God, I don't want to be a casualty. I don't want to live my life on the cruise ship. I want to get on the battleship. I want to get raised up. I believe right now, John, there is a new breed. I hope someone's listening to me tonight of Christian that God is raising up. One thing God told me this year, John, was I'm going to raise up those believers, as you talked about it earlier, that are not going to run away from the battle, but are going to run towards the battle that God is calling special forces, spiritual snipers, God's Navy SEALs to come out of this place of complacency. God is calling you tonight, get off the sidelines, get out of this place of, of complacency and begin to advance God's kingdom. Matthew eleven twelve, 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven is suffering violence and the violent take it by force. God tonight is looking for spiritually violent believers that are going to go forth and bring his kingdom with power and authority on the earth. Listen, guys, we're not here tonight negotiating with demons. We're not here tonight negotiating with darkness. We're not here tonight talking, oh, this or oh, that. We are here tonight to make war against every demonic power to shatter the power and the plans of the enemy and to go to war for God's kingdom. We're advancing God's kingdom tonight as we team up, as we gather together. We're advancing the kingdom of God. And this war is not for the faint of heart. It's not for the cowardly believer. It's not for those that want to be in compromise and complacency. This is a real battle. And I believe tonight, John, as you're preaching, I felt this, that God is calling people to spiritually enlist to this kingdom. God is calling the spiritual forces, the spiritual snipers that aren't going to negotiate. We don't negotiate with the devil. We don't negotiate in spiritual warfare. We don't negotiate with terrorists. It's time for somebody, this is a prophetic word for you, to take back your family, to take back your friends. One thing as I was hearing you talk, John, is... Your entire family got saved out of this craziness of witchcraft. And you're talking about transvestite, all this. They got saved because you were willing to engage in spiritual warfare. If you guys want to know, does spiritual warfare work? We've already proved it because John just shared the testimony. And I'm so glad you shared this of his family getting saved. And I want to speak over somebody. It's time to go to war for your family. It's time to go to war for your marriage. It's time to bind up, as Jesus said, the strong man and take back what the strong man has stolen plunder his goods there's no room for cowards we need the the soldiers in 2021 like never before to rise up Ephesians 6 11 to put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the enemy the enemy is plotting the enemy is scheming but God has given us training and weapons of warfare tonight to begin to overcome spiritual powers to overcome principalities I don't know about you guys but I'm tired of pastors and leaders entertaining us it's time pastors listen I know there's a lot of pastors that tune in tonight I know there's leaders that wrote me John saying they're going to be on here I'm I'm talking to you, pastor. I'm challenging you, pastor. Stop babysitting your people. It's time to stop training them up for spiritual warfare. It's time to get the pastifiers out of your mouth. Jesus has not called us to live an easy coast along life. You might say, well, it's difficult. It's not easy. Welcome to spiritual warfare. It's time for you to fight. It's not, you're not called to be easy. You're not called to live a compromised lifestyle. You're called to live on the front lines, get out of that dead, complacent, compromised church and 
and say, God, tonight I'm ready to go to battle. I'm ready to begin to confront the devil. You think about Jesus in Matthew 3, immediately after getting baptized, the Bible says he was led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to directly confront the devil, John. Now, why would the Holy Spirit lead Jesus into a direct confrontation with the enemy? Because this is the reason, and this is what I don't understand when pastors say, well, we shouldn't preach on spiritual warfare. We shouldn't preach on defeating Satan. I obviously know they haven't read 1 John 3, 8, where it says the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. For this reason, one translation says, Jesus came to destroy Satan's work. So the Spirit leads him into the wilderness brings him into direct confrontation because this was the reason he came. Now, Jesus did not shy away from confronting demons. He didn't shy away from talking about spiritual warfare, and neither should we. If Jesus did not shy away from confronting the devil everywhere he went. Now, some of you might say, well, spiritual warfare, deliverance, breakthrough is a side teaching or a side doctrine. Absolutely not. That's false teaching. Deliverance, spiritual warfare is the doctrine of Jesus. John, a lot of people I see, they separate Jesus is preaching with spiritual warfare preaching, but you can't separate them because Jesus was spiritually violent. Everywhere he went, he brought a confrontation. He brought deliverance. He was casting out demons. He was bringing the spirit of God. And a lot of pastors don't talk about this or don't talk about that. And I want to say this boldly because it's our show. We have 4,500 people watching. We can say whatever we want to say. It's our broadcast. Pastor, I want to say this to you. If you are not preaching, I'm going to say something very bold here. If you are not preaching spiritual warfare, if you're not preaching deliverance, if you're not training up your people, then you are partnering with the devil's agenda to cover up what he's trying to do. God is trying to expose it. We cannot break this until we begin to expose it. I thought about John when I first got saved from an atheist, you know, two, three days after being saved, I was casting out demons. And so my Christian life, I was introduced to the demonic realm. So I didn't have time for religious people to come in and say, oh, Isaiah, demons aren't real. Spiritual warfare is not real. Deliverance isn't real. You can't tell me that what John is saying tonight is not real because I got saved and I was introduced to this. And here's the bottom line. What I love about what God has done in your life and raised you up Nobody can argue your testimony. Nobody can tell you, John, well, you didn't do that or that didn't happen because you've been in it, you've been out of it, and now it's time to bring others out, guys. God has called you to enlist. A major lie here that I want to touch on, and then I'll turn over for you two as well, but a major lie here all the time is Jesus did it, and I have a video coming out tomorrow night, and I'm going to talk more about this, but they say this, John, Jesus did it. And so we don't need to fight anymore. Jesus already overcame the enemy. Jesus already fought the devil and conquered him. So there's no battle any longer. And I know that you could say, and this is true, the devil loves this idea. This means this. If we believe this, this means that we could, the devil can fight against us without being challenged. How many churches right now, the devil is violently warring against and the devil's not being challenged because we believe the lie that the devil has no power. The devil's been defeated. The devil's not doing anything. But right now, the devil, right now as I preach, is running rampant, unchallenged in the church because of this demonic doctrine that says we don't have to go to war. If we didn't have to go to war, then tell me why in Ephesians 6, Paul talked about the armor. Tell me why Paul talked about spiritual warfare. Tell me why Jesus said that there's a violent kingdom advancing. Tell me why Jesus said, Peter, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight, John. Tell me why he said, Peter, I'm going to build a church. And let me characterize, let me describe, let me show you what my church is going to look like. They're going to look like a violent, passionate church that are going to be aggressive towards hell's gates. And the gates of hell will not be able to stand 
when they attack the gates. So Jesus said, I'm building an offensive church, not a defensive church. I'm building an aggressive church and hell's gates are going to be there. You're going to penetrate and break down hell's gates and hell will have no power or defense against my church. Now that John does not sound like a mamsy pamsy tickle me Almo commercialized, westernized, you know, a, a hometown buffet, Baskin Robbins, McDonald's, Burger King, have it your way, Jesus. That sounds like a Jesus that I've read about in Revelation that is coming back. If you don't know this, because there's a lot of new people here tonight on a war horse. Some of you think Jesus is coming back to die again. No, he's not. He's coming back on a war horse with the robes dripping in the blood of his enemies, an iron scepter, and I feel the fire of God to establish a government that is never going to end. Jesus is not coming back to join our cute fortune cookie prophecy conferences. He's not coming back to roll around at an altar with us. He's not coming back to preach his best life now. He is coming back to wage a spiritual and a physical battle against the kingdoms of the world. That's why Revelation says one of my favorite verses that there's going to come a day where the angels cry out and say the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our god i like that i feel the holy ghost on that i'm telling you guys our king jesus is coming back and so what i feel john and what you've been preaching on what you released today what i'm going to keep talking about i've been preaching on deliverance for the last six months and this going into the year i'm going to keep railing on this i'm going to keep talking about this because i want to be in the right army and that's a prophetic word for someone tonight when jesus comes back what mm -hmm. army are you going to be in? Are you going to be in the Babylonian army? You're going to be in the prostitute that's a wannabe bride, the Antichrist bride, or are you going to be in the bride of Christ ready to make Amen. war? Now, how do you know what, what, what bride you're in? How do you know what army you're in? This is the easy way to tell. Who are you fighting against? Are you fighting what God is trying to do? Are you fighting against the move of God? Or are you violently? Because here's what Jesus said. If you're not for me, then you are against me. If you're not actively warring for Jesus, for the kingdom of God, friend, I have to tell you this tonight, what they're not going to tell you on Sunday morning at church, you are living in the devil's camp. You're what John Ramirez says, shacking up with the devil. And tonight is the night for you to divorce him. Is, did Jesus destroy the works of Satan? Yes, but remember, Jesus did not destroy the devil himself. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, the devil is roaming right now. We're giving you Bible verses tonight. We're not telling you something we read in a magazine. He's roaming right now looking for someone to devour. Do you guys want to know the reality of this live stream? Right now, the devil is prowling, waiting for you to click off this live stream. Literally, he's waiting for you to click off this live stream because he wants to see out of the 4,500 people watching and the 500,000 that are gonna watch this broadcast this week, here's what the devil's waiting for. Who's still gonna be mine after this broadcast? Because the devil knows he has no power against God's power. He has power against Amen. you, but he has no power against God's power. And the devil is roaring. He's drooling right now because he's wondering, are you still going to be his? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he's the God of this world. So right now we know, you can just turn on the news, that Satan is control uh, in control of what's happening in this world. You know, John, I know you're the same way as me. I'm not getting caught up in all this with the politics, with the COVID, with, and all this stuff the devil wants us to get caught up in. I'm not even stressed or worried about it because I know the devil is the God of this world and the devil is working to control this world right now as we speak. And so our job is to worry about how are we going to violently advance God's kingdom, not in comment sections, not in Facebook posts, but in the place of prayer. Now, the Bible also says in Ephesians 2, 2, he rules the air and he's the prince of the power of the air. The Bible says in Matthew 16, 18, that the church, come on, Holy Ghost, has been commissioned to destroy hell's gates. 
So that's Amen. the church's call. The church, I've said this before, is not a nice place for your family. It's not the sanitized place where we all get together and shine our light and play flashlight tag. The church of Jesus Christ is an army, as Paul talked about to Timothy in his last letter, being a good soldier that's not called to get entangled with the things of this world. So if a pastor tells you, you're just talking about spiritual warfare too much, ask him to show you a verse. If a pastor tells you, you don't need to fight that much, Ask him to show you a verse because there's nowhere in the Bible where the Bible talks about not being a soldier. In fact, the primary function of the church and the believer, according to Jesus, Matthew 16, and according to Paul, is to be warriors. You are not a warrior. You are not some grasshopper. You are not some dead believer. Come on, type one if I'm preaching to you tonight. You are anointed. You are called. You're as what John Romero said, armed and dangerous. You are a spiritual sniper. You are spiritual forces. We hit the enemy. Guys, we're blindsiding the enemy tonight. We're sniping the devil. He doesn't even know what where we're coming from. He doesn't even know. The devil's so confused right now. How is it that there's 4,500 people on this broadcast? The devil doesn't even know what's going on. And to be honest, I don't even know how there's 4,550 of you on here right now. I just know that God says, all right, I'm ready to train at my church. I'm ready to train at my bride. I'm not being cocky, but there's mega churches that I'm friends with that have 3,000 members that have 30 live stream viewers. How do we have 4,500? I'll tell you why. Because God says, all I'm looking for is some willing vessels that are willing to preach my word with power and authority. I'll pour my anointing on them and I'll use them mightily for my glory and for my kingdom. And here's the deal. God does not need religion's permission. God does not need a pastor's permission. I'm a pastor, so I could say this. God does not need a, a Bible college degree. I have a Bible college degree, so I could say this. God does not need all of our little intricacies of, oh, you're an apostle, oh, you're a prophet, or you get rid of all of that, pick up a towel, and start cleaning people's feet. Pick up a sword and start fighting the battle for people because the devil is a control freak. He wants tonight to control your life, to destroy your life, and it's time for the body of Christ. It's time for the spiritual snipers, the new breed that God is raising up. I love your training that you released today, special ops. It's time for some special ops. We do, John, come on, the same thing every week, and then we wonder why the devil the devil keeps winning because he already knows the playbook. When are we going to blindside the enemy? You know what this broadcast is tonight? A blindside. The devil should have killed you when he had the chance. I'm talking to somebody right now that's on drugs. There's somebody listening, John, right now that just got done doing drugs or is about to do drugs. There's somebody listening right now that's on the verge of taking their life. There's somebody listening right now, and I'm, I'm feeling this prophetically, that you're a pastor and you're tired and you're burned out and you have 10 members and you're saying, God, what am I going to do about this? And God is speaking directly to you saying, tonight, I want to bring breakthrough. Tonight, I want to bring deliverance. Tonight, I want to release my miracle power on you. John, I know you're extremely busy. I know that you took this time aside. You've had a really crazy last couple weeks. This is a divine moment in time. John Ramirez is on here pouring into you guys, and there is an open window. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, there is an open door for all of us. I'm sitting here listening to you saying, Lord, let it be unto me. I receive everything he's saying because there's an opportunity that we have. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of the opportunity. And I don't care if you're a businessman. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom. I don't care if you're a school teacher. I don't care if you're blind. I don't care if you're deaf. I don't care if you're what you are, if you're a spiritual gangster or an actual gangster. The Holy Spirit tonight is speaking to you and is drafting you into his army. We're not asking you to fill out a card. We're not asking you to pray some religious sinner's prayer after us. That's not in the Bible. We are asking you, join God's army. Get on God's front lines. 
be a part of God's special forces, take the training school, get prepared, watch the hours that we have on our YouTube channels, get the, get the e-courses and start investing in your spiritual life. Because here's what I want to say before I flip it back over to you is this, you're not going to win this battle going to church on Sunday morning for an hour and 20 minutes. I'm sorry. I just have to say, do I preach in churches? Of course I do. I gave the, I've given the last 10 years of my life, leaving my wife, leaving my kids, being gone almost every single weekend for 10 years. Most times I'm gone every single weekend, barely home at church to church, local church to local church, preaching God's word, raising up the army. So don't sit up up in here in the chat saying, oh, you don't believe in the church. I've given 10 years and I'm giving my life to the church and I'm going to continue to give my life to the church and I'll keep doing events. Me and John are going to do events together this year in the church and we're going to pack the place out and train up spiritual snipers. But I will say, I don't believe in this fabricated antichrist church that says go to church on sunday live like the devil the rest of the week and god will have his way with you god is asking a consecrated holy people to rise up out of the ashes out of the trials one thing that god spoke to me last year john is that the trials that people went through as you said it earlier it was just a confirmation for me the trials that people went through were god forging them god is the blacksmith and he was forging weapons for spiritual warfare in 2021 so listen everything you've been through you lost the family you lost the job you lost the house i get it i understand all you've been through these were god's hammer forging you into the mighty weapon so what is it time to do it's time to go to war soldiers it's time to rise up it's time to put on your spiritual camo because the bible says you're hidden in christ that literally means spiritual camouflage it's time to get your weapons the armor your sword your shield the power of agreement the power to bind and loose the power to pray in the spirit always it's time to get these weapons you know i'm i whatever if you want to stock up on ammo because the world's ending do what you got to do i'm not worried about stocking up on ammo i'm worried about stocking up in the spirit i'm worrying i'm worried about having spiritual ammo in these last days i'm worried about my four daughters i have a six-year-old a four-year-old a two-year-old and a newborn that are going to be raised john in this generation and the yep. craziness we're seeing right now and my my concern when i get on here when i'm praying when i'm fasting is not oh god how are you going to bring breakthrough in my personal life i'm struggling i'm going god what about my kids what will i leave my kids what generation how will they be what will happen to their generation if we put the sword down so i want to tell you soldier 4600 of you on right now you cannot afford i'm preaching to somebody tonight you cannot afford to be quiet you cannot afford to back down you cannot afford to say oh well, i was raised in this church i can't leave or i can't come against my pastor listen if the church you're raised in is not a bible church i don't care what church you're raised in the devil's running that church i don't care what spirit you think you are well i was here since i was four years old and guess what you're 45 and there's no fruit in your life because you've been in a dead place that's not training you and equipping you do what you have to do i don't care listen a lot of you say well you're my church i don't care i am your church in 2021 we're gonna have daily uploads every single day the whole year why because people are starving for god's word people are starving to hear god god's message people are starving to be trained and there's not enough preachers and pastors and so it's time the time is now brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen to raise up to pick up your sword, to raise it in the air. You know, this is a, a, a Spartan moment that you need to raise up that soldier. I have on my shirt here tonight, John, David, you know, swinging his his uh, thing yeah. at Goliath because we're, we're cutting off the devil's head. We're cutting off these demons head. We're cutting off the head of Goliath. I'm not afraid y'all of the devil. I'm not worried about witches. I'm not worried about warlocks. I've had them come to my meetings and sit front row and wave their hands. And I waved right back at them with the power of God. I'm not afraid of spells and hexes and curses. You come up in my room at nighttime, I'm going to kick you and you're going to go 
right out the window that you came in through because God is looking for people that are going to be bold and not shrink back. I'm not shrinking back. Well, people are going to say this about you. I could care less. They've been talking since 2011 when I got saved as an atheist. I got radically saved and they said, oh brother, you're going to burn out and God can never use you if you don't go to Bible college and if you don't start preaching with notes and if you don't slow down, God can't use you. Ten years later, I'm hotter than I've ever been. I'm more on fire than I've ever been. I'm burning brighter than I've ever been, John. I'm fired up more right now, January 5th, 2021, ready to give the devil a, tr- devil a triple black eye, make him lose a Super Bowl than I've ever been. I'm not calming down. I'm not settling down. I'm not cooling down. I'm not backing down. I'm not stopping. So devil, demons, y'all can hear me right now. We are going after you this year. We are not stopping in 2021. In fact, 2020, I was tame. I was calm. 2021 we're going to turn this thing upside down i don't think it's a coincidence john that you started your your spiritual warfare today because this is the time to go into it this is the year of you to get victory and when when we talk about spiritual warfare and john just testified we're talking about when you're fighting let me just say this last thing john and i'll turn it over i know i'm going long here let me let me say this let me say this last thing (laughs) we're we're fighting for something guys there is a battle this is why we're giving our lives to this because every war has spoils there's never been a war ever where they fought for nothing whether it was fighting for oil for freedom for land for money whatever it was every battle in history had spoils of warfare and let me tell you and i feel the holy ghost all over me tonight the spoils of war let me tell you the spoils of war your kid that's out on drugs right now your family member that's not saved john's family that he just said led to the lord led to the lord mom came to the lord brother came to the lord sister came to the lord why because these are the spoils of war we are not fighting for political power we are not fighting for oil we're not fighting to be millionaires we're not battling for financial gain the spiritual battle we're in has spoils on the other side of the battle and those spoils are my kids getting raised in the things of god those spoils are my unsaved aunt my unsaved uncle my cousins that are not serving the lord that if they died right now would go to hell these are the spoils my friends i used to party with i partied for years and my friends a lot of them are still not saved and i pray for them and i look at their instagram and they're still out there at the beer pong tournaments drinking and i know that many of my best friends i grew up with spent every day with one of my best friends right now john i grew up with spent every single day with from the age of eight years old until 19 he's not saved if he died he would not go to heaven and so my battle is motivated by my unsaved friends and family here's what happens we take our eyes off the lost and put our eyes on religion and the church and we lose our passion to fight we lose our passion to press forward and god is saying look at the spoils Find the strong man. Somebody is waiting for you to go to battle tonight. Somebody is waiting for you to go to war tonight. And that's why I can't, listen, I listen to everything. I'm going to buy your thing. And guess what, John? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch your last one. I'm going to go on the YouTube channels. I'm on listening. I'm listening to um, Derek man. Prince. I'm li- I'm listening to uh, um, uh, Lester Summerall. I'm listening to Frank Hammond. I'm listening to all of them. Trust me, if there's a video on YouTube of these guys, I've watched them because I'm not going to sit back being unskilled, untrained, uneducated i'm ready i have all the tools all the knowledge and i'm ready to take the fight to the enemy so this is not oh you know if you want to buy our course go ahead and buy it or if you want to get on our live stream like it's no big deal no my family's at stake if i don't know how to battle what is your pastor going to fight for you your pastor preaches once a year on spiritual warfare he ain't going to fight for you he has enough stuff going on in his own church you have to fight for you stop depending on a pastor on a leader on a preacher and start putting your spiritual life and I'm, I'm preaching prophetically i have no notes 
Start putting your spiritual life in your hands. Take your spiritual life out of the hands of Isaiah, out of the hands of John, out of the hands of a pastor. Now you guys got me all sweating tonight, made me go all crazy here, and put them in your hands and say, I'm responsible. My family's not responsible for my spiritual life. My friends are not responsible. It's like when you watch those shows, my, you know, my 1,000 pound life, John, and the person on there, they're a thousand pounds and they say, oh, well, it's this person's fault. It's my aunt's fault because she feeds me. It's my cousin's fault. Listen, these people are a thousand pounds. They didn't get there by their aunt feeding them. They got there because they put themselves there. Stop blaming everyone why you're spiritually overweight. Stop blaming everyone why you don't get off the couch. Stop blaming everyone why you don't engage. And tonight, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I finally found the problem. It wasn't the enemy. It was the inner me. This is what Paul says in Romans. It was the battle I have with myself. I'm the problem, I'm the issue, and tonight I need to get over it, and I need to get serious. And so wherever you are, well, Isaiah, I'm a stay-at-home mom. How can I engage in spiritual warfare? I'll tell you how. Prayer, prayer. This is how we engage in the spirit, the Bible. Go to war, spend 10 minutes, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes a day, saying, I'm gonna go to war for someone. And guess what, stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, uh, barista at Starbucks, you might not have the opportunity to cast out a bunch of demons and go do this and go to do what me and John are doing, but guess what? You can put someone, target someone in prayer and from a distance, watch God save them. You're in t- I wanna talk to someone here that has unsaved parents. Do you know your unsaved parents could get saved from you getting in your closet and praying? From your closet, you can save your dad who's been drug addicted for 30 years. Well, my dad's been alcoholic for 40 years. One moment and one encounter with the divine hand of God, the finger of Almighty God and the power of Almighty God, God can set somebody's drug addicted dad free, somebody's alcoholic mom free, and the only thing stopping this from happening is from you getting on your knees, getting these arsenal prayers, praying prayers of faith, crying out to God. God says this, if you cry out to me, I read it to you earlier in Psalms, I started with it. If you cry out to me, the Lord says, I hear your cry and I will deliver your my people. Hold your ground, hold your position, soldier, and get ready for the greatest year. I'm not hyping. I'm not some prosperity prophet. I'm not saying, I believe what you believe, John. Listen, we're still in the same condition, 2021. One day has passed since 2020, and it's not like everything's changed. Hold your ground this year. Get battle ready. Do everything you can do to get yourself prepared for spiritual warfare. And as you start getting these trainings, guess what? God's going to start opening up your eyes. God's going to start training you in the spirit. God's going to start using you in dreams and in visions, in prayer, in intercession. It's time for the church to get back on the wall. I know I just went off on the 30-minute tangent here, but I feel the fire of Almighty God. It's time to get off the wall because God is calling us to spiritual warfare. Tonight, right now, we're being enlisted to spiritual warfare. Amen. Amen. My brother, powerful, powerful, powerful. You know, people, you know, the truth will set you free. The truth will convict you. The truth, the truth, the truth will equip you. The truth will equip you. You can't be a, a, a believer. You know, it, it's crazy. You know, the church has become the great pretender. Pretender. Wow. Pretender that the devil's not there. Pretender that things are not happening. Pretend that there's no generation of curses. Pretenders that the, that the witches are not throwing witchcraft at the church. Pretenders that demons don't, the demons are not roaming the earth. To trying to to trying to kill, steal, and destroy. That the plan of the enemy has been voided at the cross. No, the cross brings you to salvation. Now you're in the game. Now it's time to fight. Now it's to fight the good fight of faith. Jesus, even they have people that were doing things in their own their own understanding, their own agenda. Jesus said, Depart from me. I never knew you. Because they were never God's plan. And are you God's plan or are you not God's plan? Because mm. if you God if you are not in God's plan, you just plan B. You just plan B. 
And God is not a plan B kind of God. God is a plan A kind of God. And you need to come to your senses and come to the reality of yourself. Even Jesus, even God told the Israelites, I give you the promised land, but you got to go in there and fight. I mean, you got to fight the good fight. God always fought. Everything that God, God came in the worst time ever of the, his season when the Roman Empire was ruling and all these things. And he came in the worst time. He set it all. He set it on fire. And after he set it on fire, he went to the cross and set it on fire. And then he hung out for 40 days. To, to let the people know, I'm not afraid. I'm not going to run up to heaven. He hung out for 40 days. So the church today, pastors, our pastors are the great, you know, the church at large. We're not angry at pastors. We're not bitter with pastors. We're not bitter with mega church. But you're responsible for the people in your church. Yep. You're responsible for your sheep that you're not training and equipping them and setting them straight and put them in the path of spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare is, is the essence. It is the heartbeat. It is the oxygen of heaven. Even, even, even before I was born and my brother was born, there was a war in heaven that broke out in heaven. Spiritual warfare broke out in heaven. And the angels, Gabriel and the angels fought. Michael and the angels fought against the dragon, fought against the devil. Okay? So spiritual warfare, even before Jesus came into natural form and started his spiritual warfare ministry here, who cast out more demons and healed the sick? Jesus did. It wasn't the disciples. Jesus did it. Even Jesus came to a place, and, and they couldn't even cast out the, the demon out of the boy. Jesus said, I take care of that. Okay? So, so spiritual warfare started in heaven. The, the, a, a war broke out in heaven. So don't tell me spiritual warfare is not real. Don't tell me spiritual warfare. We don't need it today. When, when Jesus said it is finished at the cross, he said, I give you everything that you need to fight the good fight. Okay? So if you say yes to Jesus, you're enlisting in the army. Same way you're enlisting the armed forces of America. You, you're enlisting to go to war one day. You're enlisting to be trained to go to war. You're not enlisted so you want some benefit or you want some, some pie in the sky or whatever. When you enlist in the Army or the Marines or the, or the Air Force, you're enlisted because you know that any time they can call you to war. Mm. So how, how is it in the natural? And that's not, what about the spiritual? My brother was saying, not only our families, my, my spoils, not my, my families, is my spoils, but also uh, the, the, the people that are out there, that if I could step in the gap for those people and pray and, and believe God and break generational curses and break the mind of stronghold and demons and let the eyes be open, let the heart be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ, those are my spoils that the devil can't take them. But Jesus Christ, you take them because Jesus left the church here. Listen, Jesus had the first fight. He dropped this. I saw, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the mm. sky. That's the first fight. Jesus won the first fight. And then Jesus told the devil, you want every good, every great fighter, whether it's Floyd, whether it's Pacquiao, every great fighter, when they fight, there's always a rematch. Come on. There's always a rematch. So Jesus left the church here to give the devil a rematch. But we have fallen. We we this great pretender. With I free spiritual warfare, people are going to leave the church. My tithes and offerings out the window. So, so, so Jesus Christ is not your God. The, the wow. devil money is your God. The devil money is your God. Because you don't trust Jesus enough to provide for you. You don't trust Jesus enough to handle. Because, if, listen, if Jesus gave you the ministry, he's big enough to take care of it. Now, if you did it in the flesh, now whatever you, whatever you give birth in the flesh, then you take care of it. Because if you're not preaching the true gospel, then your church is not but flesh. And then you have to maintain it in the flesh because God is not behind your church. That's why you be in that part of Matthew. I depart from me. I never knew you. Because Jesus Christ had fired you a long time ago. You just didn't get the pink slip. But you'll get it. Because you're going to have to meet him one day, and he's going to give you the pink slip in person. And that's the, that's the scary part. I'm not afraid of the devil. I'm not afraid of witches. But I'm afraid not to fulfill my calling and let God down and don't do what he called me to do. 
Jesus Christ called me on the earth, and he called my brother, and he called many ministers. My brother and sister, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink that. Don't drink that false theology that the people giving. You know, a lot of a lot of leaders they talk cute. They they very cute talkers. They'll talk you. They talk your pants off. They talk your wallet off. They cute talker. They emo They hit your emotions. They put you in that roller coaster ride. But then after you get off that roller coaster, you still be damaged goods. You still be the same. You know, we 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 are telling you today that 2021 it's not about a year it's about a moment in your life come on that you hit today 4600 people hit today you didn't come here by coincidence you didn't come here because you had nothing to do you came on because this is your divine appointment that god's giving you to wake up to wake up to wake up before it's too late i wake up now then wake up later i'm not gonna sleep with the enemy i'm not gonna sleep with the enemy i'm gonna go with jesus i'm not gonna eat from two tables I'm going to eat from the table of the Lord. I'm going to do Jesus all day long, every day. Because when the end of my story, Jesus Christ will be proud of me. And my brother said, you know, I have a daughter. What inheritance am I going to leave my daughter? What inheritance am I going to leave? Abraham was a man of inheritance. He said, Lord, you're giving me all this, but you're not giving me a son to leave the inheritance, to pass the baton to. And my brother's talking, we're passing the baton to you today. We're passing the spiritual baton today. Either you're the man with the two talents, run those two talents and make Jesus Christ proud. You're the five with the five talents, run and make him proud. Fight the good fight. Paul didn't say, Paul, when he ended the fight, Paul was in prison, beat up. Paul was left for dead. Paul, Paul did it all. He did it all. An apostle did it all. All, all, all. He did it all. He, he did everything that he had to do. Look at Paul's resume in the book of Acts. Look at his resume. Ain't no, ain't no 31 flavored Bastion Robbins on his resume. Amen. Paul's resume. Paul, Timothy. If you look at the life of Timothy, T Timothy, the historian said that Timothy was, was stoned to death. And then uh, there was someone else took over the Ephesus church. The guy that uh, in Philippian, the, uh, Philippian the, the guy that was a slave, that Paul wrote the one letter and gave it to, uh, to, to give it to him to take back to take take back to his slave master and forgive them. Became a brother. He became he became the bishop of the church of uh, of Ephesians. Then later on, he got stoned to death and he got his head cut off. The gospel is the gospel. It's nothing to play with. You better line up. You better you better man up. You better dress up. You better dress up for the fight. Because Jesus is going to hold you responsible. Because Jesus said, I saved you. I paid a price for you. And I, Jesus, I could have picked someone else. And I picked you. And you, and you didn't do what you, what you was called to do. Fight the good fight. Bring it to the enemy. Because the enemy having a field day. And the church is like football. The church is behind. We're in the third quarter. Come and on. we're behind the game. We're in the third quarter. And thank God for the remnant that is here today. The remnant of Jesus Christ, God, like I told my brother, we wear fatigue. We don't wear pinstripe suits, $3,000 pinstripe suit. We wear fatigue. The devil understand. He ain't afraid of The devil's not afraid of your pinstripe suit and your matching tie. Come on. He's not afraid of that. That don't mean nothing to him. Matter of fact, you bought that with the devil's money because you're afraid of exposing him. You're afraid of exposing the devil. Shame on you. Dressed up for the devil. You ain't dressed up. Just because you're dressed up cute and you're yelling, you scream, that's not the anointing. You're not but a fool for Jesus. You're a fool instead of, being, instead of being a vessel of honor for Jesus Christ. It's time to wake up and grab the handle and trust God. In the, and trust God. And if people leave your church, so what? How many times David Wilkinson would preach? He preached and people would walk out. And he said, I said, I preach anyway. You can leave now. He didn't care because he was doing God's work. And David Wilkerson left a trademark hit on the earth. He's, we're still talking about his ministry today. Mm. Even on, on, on YouTube, they, they got all his videos up there. We're still talking about the man. We're still reading his books because he left. He did what God called him to do. What about you? What would your resume say? When is your end of your story? What would it say? And I'm sharing with you. I'm challenging you. 
I'm challenging you to take it to another level. Forget, get your mind in Christ and forget who's, if you're a pastor and you got a church, you better light it up for Jesus. Because if you're not going to light it up for Jesus, the devil's going to light it up for him. Come and on. I'm not going to be no dead church, my brother. I ain't going to be no dead church because dead church go to hell. Come on. Dead churches go to hell. There's many dead churches in hell today. Come on. There's many dead churches in hell today because you missed the mark, you missed your opportunity, and you missed what God called you to do. That's the bottom line. If, you don't, if you're not doing the way Jesus called you to do, then you, God's going to hold you responsible. He's going to hold you responsible. And God's not a, a school teacher. He's going to let you slide. He just, I swear, I do what I got to do. Do you think that my brother, like he said, my brother said something really, really, really touched my heart. He said, I, I have to go preach and leave my family behind. I have to go here and leave my family behind. I have to... One second, guys. Our volume just cut out. Let me try to fix this really quick. Sorry about that, John. Give me one second here. Can you guys hear me? Type one if you can hear me. The devil is a liar. He just, I just, my volume completely went out here. Go ahead and talk real quick. I don't, can you guys hear him? Nope, they can't hear you. What is going on? Give me one second, John. Everybody stay on hold for one second. We're going to get this worked out. I don't know what is going on here. Quick intermission. We're gonna pray for you guys right now. Let me get this going here. Give me one second, guys. Okay. We're gonna switch speakers. Give me one second. God is good. Amen. Amen. Let's see, don't switch here. Let's get you on. Go ahead and talk, John. Oh man, why is this not going? Hold on, guys. Hold on. Go ahead and talk again. The devil is a liar. Oh, we lost audio. Let's see. Everybody pray here. We're going to try to fix the sound real quick. Let's see. N45. You guys know I'm a nerd, so I'm working on this, guys. Go ahead and talk, John. Nope. Still not going. Okay. I don't know what is going on here, guys. Let me try one more thing here. And then if not, I'll do an outro for him because, see, don't switch. We're going to get this going here and we're going to pray for you guys. Give us one second. Stay with us, guys. Don't click off. We're going to pray for you guys right now. Give us one second. Let's see. Try this last thing. This has never happened before. It's still not going. Nope, it's not going. Hmm. Go ahead and talk, John. Why is it not working? Let's see. All right, guys. We're going to... I can't get the audio going. Nothing's working. None of the speakers are going. Let me see. John, I'm going to pray for them and close it out. Go ahead and wave at them. I don't know what's going on. The audio's not working. 
There he goes. He's praying for you guys. I'm going to pray over you guys to close it out tonight. And then I'm going to plug all of his stuff as well. I'll make sure everything's linked in the chat. John, thank you so much. I apologize. I'm glad this went out the end. I would have been so disappointed if this went out mid through. Um, I'll get this worked out. None of the speakers are working. None of the connections are working. And I don't know if, are you guys still on here? I see no comments going. Let's see. I don't know what is going. We'll work it out though, John. I love you, man. I'll make sure I get something to you tonight and I'll make sure I get everything linked up in the comments as well. Awesome. Thank you. Love you, bro. Take care. All right, guys. What an incredible stream. Stay with us, guys, because I want to pray for you right now. I apologize, guys, for that uh, for that uh, technical difficulty. I've never had that happen before where it just literally will not, the mic will not work. Go ahead and type one. Okay, you guys are still here. My app, my app is not working, so let me relaunch this real quick. The devil is a liar. Thank God that that happened at the end. Let me cut this off real quick. Close this and see if I can get your guys' chat going on back here. I see I lost a couple people here. Okay, I still hear you guys. Or you still hear me, so that's good. Let me get this worked out. I'm not sure why that happened. I can't get any sound coming through the audio at all. So I'm not going to sit here for 10 minutes while you guys wait and try to fix this. You can follow John on all the platforms. I'm going to bring my wife on here in a minute and read all the donations. But I want to pray a prayer for you guys because I believe tonight is the night to enlist in spiritual warfare. I really believe that God has called us. God is anointing us. And God is asking us to engage in spiritual warfare tonight and to get on the front lines of what God is doing. It's January. This is the first Tuesday night of the year. And tonight is the night for spiritual warfare. Tonight is the night to enlist in God's army. Everything John preached, everything I preached, I believe tonight is that night. If you guys don't know, we broke all of our records. Our last live stream record was 3,600 viewers. I'm sorry, 37 or 3,800 viewers. And tonight we broke 4,600 viewers. 4,600 guys. I can't believe this. This is amazing what God is doing. And I believe God is calling every single one of us. If you think about 4,600 people in a building, there's no building in my city that would fit 2,000 people, let alone 4,600. And so God is up to something incredible. I appreciate every single one of you. I want to, I'm going to pray for you guys in a minute, but also I want to say, guys, pray about becoming a monthly partner with the ministry. You can do that linked in the comments, and you can also do that linked in the YouTube description, the YouTube comments. As I said, last year, we reached eight, almost 18 million people with the gospel. And so it's good ground to sow into. I know a lot of you are going to be new partners tonight. I'll make sure I get all your partner emails out tonight. The 70 messages, the 25% of the merch store. Also, so into what God's doing so I could so into John. But let me pray this prayer over you because I believe tonight God is calling us to enlist. Father, we ask tonight that you would seal this word, Lord, that everything you spoke through John and through me, it would not come back void. That God, you're calling your church to enlist in spiritual warfare. You're calling your church to fight on the front lines. And God, we're asking you tonight for a fresh power. We're asking for a fresh anointing. We're asking for your fire to fall right now in Jesus' name. God, we're saying touch every person watching, all 4,000 plus. We're praying, Holy Spirit, that you would touch them with your power, your anointing. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And I pray, Lord, that you would challenge those listening to enlist tonight in the special forces, to enlist tonight in the army of God. Father, we're asking that you tonight would draft us in your army and you'd use us. Lord, send dreams, send visions, send revelations, God, to those that you're calling to enlist tonight. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your fire. And Father, we pray that you would do what only you can do tonight. In Jesus' name, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint your people, bring healing, bring breakthrough, and bring deliverance tonight in Jesus' name. Father, we're praying for your power and your fire to be released over every person watching. 
Be blessed in Jesus' name. What an amazing time, guys. We have over 3,000 still on YouTube right now, over 1,000 on Facebook. We had double the viewers on YouTube tonight than we did Facebook, and we spent an entire year streaming on Facebook, and we've been streaming on YouTube for a month, and we're now hitting the double viewers. So God, praise God for that. I want to challenge everyone to sow something. I want to invest tonight in John Romero significantly, and so please, I know, guys, I know some of you are saying bring it back on. It's not. It's completely disconnected. All my audio on my computer is not working, so I can't bring him back on because his audio is not going to come through so i'm not able to bring him back on i apologize for that guys but it is what it is we'll get it fixed i don't want you guys sitting here for 20 minutes while i try to fix the audio and we're already at the end i was going to ask him to pray right there anyways at the end and we're going to have him on very soon in the future i want to bring him on several times this year i want to do some events together and do some damage on satan's kingdom together next year but please guys the links are there if you can give give if you can't give that's fine other people are going to give so that we can continue to do this but i want to ask everybody to sew. I'm going to bring my wife and my youngest daughter on tonight as we read the the, um, givings, all the donations. We're going to go through all the donations. We're going to read everyone's message that gave. We're going to read Venmo. We're going to read PayPal. And so it's going to take a while if you want to hang out with us. If not, I appreciate all of you guys. Please make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.